waiting. That's what we seem to be doing on Aaron Rodgers. That's what the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers are doing on Aaron Rodgers. And we've reached the point in the proceedings where the Packers have to extract maximum value. All of this talk about, oh, it might be a third or whatever. No, no. That cannot be what this trade looks like. It will not be what this trade looks like. A brief Friday, Locked on Packers, as we await word on Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets' future starts right now. You are Locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. (sighs) We're waiting. We are still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Let's just check the old watch here. Yeah, still waiting. On what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And that's truly what we are waiting for. Per um, what I've been told. And per Tom Pelissero. Per Diana Rossini. Per Ian Rappaport. This is now just a waiting game. On what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. And it's not. Does Aaron Rodgers want to go back to Green Bay? Does Aaron Rodgers want to. It is. Does he want to play for the Jets? Or does he want to not play? Going back to Green Bay. No longer an option for Aaron Rodgers. Everyone involved understands that. But given the situation, the Packers have to stand firm here. And Jeremy Fowler reported late last night that this is about money now. And to me, that says something very plainly. The Jets would like the Packers to eat some of the $60 million that Rodgers is due and the Packers are saying thanks but no thanks which both sides totally fair from their perspectives if I'm Green Bay I'm going I'm already eating 40 million dollars in dead money so for you to trade me to you I need to be compensated for that money because if you don't give me what I want I can hold Aaron Rodgers Until after June 1st. And he can either retire. In which case I'm saving money. On the trade that I'm giving you right now. Or I can trade him to someone else. Just anyone else. Who can afford to pay him. Who wants to pay him. And I can save a lot of money. I can save $25 million. By doing that. And so I'm going to do that. So you have to compensate me, New York Jets, for that $25 million delta. That has real value. And there are conflicting opinions on what these kinds of draft picks are worth. But $25 million, that is real, real draft capital. And you go back and you look at last year, the Colts and the the Falcons. The Falcons ate $40 million in dead cap in a Matt Ryan deal. That was for a third round pick. There is no way, absolutely no way, 
That is what the compensation is here. And if that is what the, the Jets are offering, you hold the line. Someone will give you something better than that. And if they don't, you just have to wait. Someone will. And the funny thing about all these reports is it's not that I don't believe that that is what the Jets would like to do. It's not that I don't believe that the Packers would be willing to give a team like the Jets a little bit of a discount because their first one in, uh, it's like it's like a pocket listing in real estate. Like, yeah, it's not on the market yet. If you want to take a look around and make us an offer before we put this on the, the MLS, please feel free to do that. I'll give you a little bit of a discount. But there's no obligation for Green Bay to make a deal that does not make sense. I, I don't think this is a problem, though. And here's why. This is a team in the New York Jets that is desperate for a quarterback. They missed out on Derek Carr. And they didn't miss out on Derek Carr. They decided not to, to pursue Derek Carr as hard as they have decided to pursue Aaron Rodgers. They chose Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, we heard John Butchko say this, they're in big trouble. Because Robert Sala's job is on the line. Joe Douglas's job is on the line here. And personal motivations. And by the way, those are rational, logical motivations. Even if they are personal, selfish motivations. They matter. If your fallback option is really your third plan... And you gave up the chance to sign Derek Carr because you thought you were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And then you cheap out in your negotiations with Aaron Rodgers when if you would have just given up a first round pick, that would have been enough. That's not happening. Because the Packers don't let the Jets in the room if that's the offer. Now there's conflicting reports on how much has already been negotiated there's been some hints that that some, some parameters are already in place here. And maybe it is, okay, if, if the Packers are willing to eat some more money, the comp can go higher. Or, you know, if you're willing to trade another player, the Jets don't have the room to get David Bakhtiari. I know we talked about that yesterday. They'd have to do some a crazy amount of machinations to make that work. But the Packers know about where the Jets are. And it is not going to be some crazy lowball offer. If the Packers thought that was going to be, to, to borrow the real estate metaphor again, best and final for the New York Jets, they would never have allowed it to get to this point where you are flying out and meeting with Aaron Rodgers and having your own negotiations and doing everything, the meet and greets and the wine and dines and everything that that entails. There's just no way you do that. There's just no way you do that if you think the offer is, you know, um, uh, in in uh, Sports Illustrated, there was an article from some executives that, oh, it's going to be a third and a, and a conditional future third or stuff like that. Like, there's just no way. Carson Wentz just went for more than that. Carson freaking Wentz just went twice for more than that. There's just no way, even for one year of Aaron Rodgers. He's worth more than that. And again, if you're the Packers, 
What you have to be willing to say is, we'll hold. And we know that we want to move on. And, and the league, the whole league now knows that we want to move on, but we'll hold. We'll sit here until June 2nd and we'll trade him to someone who's got the cap space who will give us something real in 2024 or will give us a player that will help us now. There will be teams out there. This is something I have been saying over and over and over against the, for the last few weeks. The reason you can't lowball the Packers is because there are enough crazy other GMs out there and owners out there who will say, okay, cool, we will give you more than that. And so if the Jets offer is a third and a future third that could become a fifth if Rodgers doesn't, no way, no way you are calling Dan Snyder, you are calling Jim Irsay, you are calling Stephen Ross and saying, Come get your boy because these weirdos are only offering this. I know you can beat this offer. And guess what? They absolutely will. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to address that because that is in the ether that is out there. I don't think this is happening though. I think this is all moot because a report from Jeremy Fowler says that there are potentially multiple players involved in this trade. And if that's the case, this is, this is going to be much closer to the Russell Wilson deal than people realize. We're going to get to that in a second. Before we do, looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. I, I have them every day. I just was traveling yesterday. I said I was going to be on an airplane for um, this trade. Luckily, that was not the case. But guess what I did have on that airplane? I had a Bilt Bar. And it was glorious because my son ate my lunch. He didn't want to have his lunch. But guess what? He wanted daddy's lunch. <laughs> and so I was stuck lunchless. So on the airplane, luckily, I had a Bilt Bar. And it was so satisfying because it tastes so good. 100% real chocolate. You want, you know, you want to treat yourself when you travel. You don't want to be, you know, your meal prep meals when you're traveling. You don't want that. You want something delicious. Well, Built Bar can give you both. It can give you something that tastes delicious and also can fuel your body. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait. You can go to Built.com and order yours. I do often, but you can also go to Walmart and go to Sam's Club if it's convenient for you and pick up a box today. And you should. Now, this report from Jeremy Fowler about the the compensation here, multiple players potentially involved. Now, this could signal that there's not a lot of draft compensation involved. And in a way, I guess it, it depends on who those players are. Because when you look at the salary cap situation for the Jets, there really aren't that many teams or aren't that many players that could be involved in a deal like this that would give the Jets relief. Now, interestingly, I brought up Corey Davis's name a ton over the last two or three weeks. And Corey Davis is a player that the Packers like, have liked, continue to like. The Jets can save $10 million by releasing him. Now you can say, okay, well then just make the Jets release him. Well, you could do something much like you do with Randall Cobb, pre-negotiate a new contract, 
and you're and you, you trade him and then you agree to the new deal you've you've saved the jets their money you're not having to pay a 10 million dollar base salary for Corey davis and you're getting a player that you already wanted remember my colleague at the leap and america's guest jason hershorn reported that the packers tried to trade for Corey davis once already and the jets as adam schefter made sure we all knew made a trade yesterday for a safety named Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark, the savings of Chuck Clark plus Corey Davis is almost exactly, it's about a million less than the Aaron Rodgers cost to the New York Jets. Put those guys in the deal, a safety and a receiver and I think the Packers would probably be willing. Like those two guys could play meaningful roles for Green Bay. That's in some ways more valuable than draft picks. And I think that, you know, you go back and, and you look at some of these trades. The player that we know is good is often the more valuable asset than the draft pick because it's like the old family guy. You know, a boat is a boat, but the box could be anything. It could even be a boat. Like Corey Davis... Yeah, okay, an extra future pick is nice. But Corey Davis is a, is a good NFL player. He's a solid NFL. Now, he's not worth $10.5 million to the Jets because they have Garrett Wilson, because they have Elijah Moore, because they have a young team. They don't need this expensive veteran receiver. But he's still a good player. He's still a useful player when he's healthy, especially. Made the biggest play of the game against... The Packers that broke the Packers back in a game where the Packers are trying to fight back. They give up a play-action shot down the field to Corey Davis. Has experience with Matt LaFleur in the system and is still young enough that you feel like, okay, you, this is this is a guy that is can still be a part of your timeline here. Chuck Clark, a safety. At the very least, his depth could compete to start. Those are two really useful players. You'd be lucky to get a second or a third round pick who provides that much value to your team. Now, there aren't that many other players who could be involved here because what you need to have is you need to have it save the team some money. The Packers are not going to be interested in a player like CJ Mosley, who would save the Jets about $6.5 million in a trade, but because of the dead money, is not, it's not really worth it. You'd have to redo that contract first. Now, Carl Lawson would save the Jets $15 million, but the Packers are taking all of that base salary. They could convert to bonus. They could do some different things. Carl Lawson, really good football player when he's healthy. Jets don't really need him, haven't really needed him over the last few years. He's been hurt consistently. Interesting player. Interesting player. But this is a team that has mostly young players on it. So you're not really saving a lot of money if you're throwing these guys in deals, like Denzel Mims doesn't really move the needle. I know that's a name that I've heard a lot from Packer fans. Oh, throw Denzel Mims in the, you mean Denzel Mims, the guy that can't get on the field for a New York Jets team where you're starting a rookie, turns out he's really good, Garrett Wilson, a second year player who's feuding with, openly feuding with his offensive coordinator. Um, uh, Another boundary receiver who is gonna be cut or traded this spring and that and, and that guy can't get on the field? Like, how much value does that guy really have, right? Now, could you extract a young player like Jermaine Johnson 
That's a name that that has been out there, a name that I have heard that the Packers might want in a deal like that. Jeremy Rucker, the tight end from Ohio State, could be the kind of guy that they're looking for. Braxton Berrios, by the way, not going to be with the Jets. They're saving that money. They're going to save about $5 million on that deal, five and a half. Well, if you trade Corey Davis and you trade Chuck Clark and you move on from Braxton Berrios, now you have the money to go get Aaron Rodgers. Huh. Funny how that works. A player that, you know, becomes a little superfluous when you have Elijah Moore and a player that certainly is superfluous when the Jets inevitably bring in Randall Cobb because you know that's happening. Um, Mod Sauce Gardner said on a live stream that there are all sorts of packaged deals in this Aaron Rodgers stuff. Who knows what that means? It's not going to be like actual package like, oh, you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get XYZ player. I think it's like, oh, you get Aaron Rodgers, Big Bob Tunyon's coming, Alan Lazard's coming, Randall Cobb's People are, players are going to come play with Aaron Rodgers, which would be the first time that that's happened, despite what Aaron Rodgers likes to say. Just, you know. So this deal is coming. It's going to be interesting. The compensation, I am fascinated by what the compensation is because some people think it's going to be, you know, a third and a fifth. It's not. I promise you, it is not. Um, and I don't think it's going to be like two firsts and two picks and stuff like, no, but I would be legitimately, I would be like, unless the players that are coming back are legitimately good. Like if it is a Carl Lawson, for example, that guy, when he's healthy is an awesome football player. You get like Carl Lawson on a rework deal, Corey Davis on a rework deal and like a second and a future pick. Sign me up. Kind of. Like uh, that, that seems great to me. I know they were going to cut Corey Davis anyway, but he's on your team. You renegotiate the deal. You've got him. I think there's going to be a first round pick involved in this trade. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that is going to be the case, but then again, we'll see. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a little bit shorter pod today because I fully expect that we will be doing an emergency podcast here over the weekend. If it's not today, tomorrow, Sunday, before Monday, before the new league year opens, this is going to happen. So keep a keep an eye out in this space, as they say. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Of course, it's going to be the biggest story of the last 15 years in, in Packers football, and I'm going to be doing it from you know, my in-law's office. Great. Terrific. Wonderful. Uh, (laughs) No, it's fine. It's great. We love the news. We love the content anywhere we can get it. And when that does happen, when we do get to talk about it, we will go live on YouTube from our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.